What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Look Mum, I'm Hustling, the podcast for uh, your ears. <laughs> that and was I, fast. I, I know. That was a f- too fast of an intro. We should, uh, should we do take six? No, no, that's fine. That's you fine? Can, you can do it the whiskey ginger style. That's okay. So. What's whiskey ginger style? So, um... What's the, oh, I forgot his name, the Andrew other dude. Andrew Santino that you listen to every single day. I, uh, I don't listen to him every single day. Andrew and you Santino. somehow forgot the name. Yeah, I know. Andrew Santino. So every time he introduces a guest, he says it really, really fast. And he's like, oh, it's all about my guest. It's my favorite guest. Blah, 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 blah. As a you joke go, or that's just the way he is? He just does it every time. Yeah. Is it as a joke or is it just the way it is? I think it's just the way it is. Oh, like he enough. just does it really fast. So, yeah. Highly caffeinated redhead. Probably. Well, they drink whiskey, so it might just be. Do they drink whiskey on there? Sometimes. It depends. If the. If they're in um, rehab or whatever, guest, yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't. They just have water. I mean, wouldn't you just stray away from having uh, guests that had formerly come out of rehab um, or done He's AA? a comedian and he's like, okay, into, a lot of comedians are in. So you've got um, a 50% odds of. <laughs> a recovering alcoholics. Some sort yeah. of recovering addicts. Yeah. Oh, well, it's good to be back for episode 95. I know. Good to be back. We're Is here. It? Friday, hustling. A it's been a busy Christmas. morning. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to keep saying we're hustling. I'm pretty sure it's um, a given with the title. I know, we don't really have many days off if we're lucky. So. Zero days off. Zero Hashtag days. Hashtag zero days off. Hashtag zero days. Sometimes half days, but never a full day. Yeah. Yeah, because we've been redoing, not redoing, but like I call it like tightening the screws, right? Retightening oh. the screws of calendars and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to say, yeah, no, no calendar talk or okay. efficiency talk today, yeah. please. Fair enough, because you've been working on your calendar all week and you're, you're dumb. Are you finally finished it's tinkering. Though? It's like some people tinker with their cars. I tinkle, tinkle <laughs> when I sit down and I tinker on my computer when I also sit down. Yeah, right. With calendar. Yeah. It's never quite right. No, but it's always got to keep on adjusting. Here's it. a question for you guys that are listening and you're hustlers. Mm-hmm. When you're doing your Google Calendar and your optimization for the week and you're trying to balance work and home life and pleasure and tinkling, <laughs> what's the shortest the time period you have per task, like are you down to five-minute increments? Right. Because that is pretty savage. I don't know if I've showed you um, or you're aware of Rob Dyrdek. Dyrdek, Dyrdek. The name sounds familiar. Ridiculousness. Uh, he has the most optimized calendar mm-hmm. to the point where everything's exported out into a spreadsheet and he kind of ranks yeah. each task that he does. I'm mm-hmm. sure we've talked about this, or at least behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. And then he gets a, basically a Google spreadsheet printout mm-hmm. um, of how his week went, where his time was spent, how energized or how he feels towards each particular task because he wants to have a balance between work and, and family and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It's the guy that was um, kind of started that up, not started, but um, was promoting the idea of emailing his wife first thing in the morning to eliminate that drawn out conversations like I tend to have gotcha, with you yeah. and basically doing an email about what he's doing that day. Mm-hmm. So she's always up to date with what's going on. Right. But he has some backend, um, like this API or technology that will extract his Google calendar mm-hmm. and then he can rank everything out of like a scale of one to 10. Mm-hmm. So we can see, oh, my workouts were all two this week. What's going on? Or my family time was at a 10. I literally couldn't have a better family time if possible. Yeah. And that's sense. like the most extreme version of squeezing every minute out of the the week. So I'm curious at what, how tight people want to make their calendar and, and how short each block of time is. Right. So do you do five-minute dumps or <laughs> well, 15? I'm not going to say how long you take or how long I take, but I feel like 
mine's a little bit tighter. Yeah, not probably. My, my hole, at least. Yeah. Um, but the shortest amount of time I have is like 15 minutes, which is like a shower or something like that to yeah. get ready. So I push a couple to 10. Oh. And I'm like, it okay. seems a bit ridiculous. Yeah. At some point, like. But you work from home and, well, it's easy to get distracted, right? So it just needs to be so as means, tight as possible. Well, it also means like trying to keep it to 10 is ridiculous. Keep saying ridiculous because I've just said the word ridiculousness. And now I'm like trapped in this vortex of Outlandish. repeating the same words. Um, but like his message is don't be a slave to it. Have it all there mm-hmm. so you know what you're capable of doing, but don't be a slave to it. If a lunch meeting goes 30 minutes over or, mm-hmm. or whatever, then, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. Just pivot. Yep. Pivot. Don't beat yourself up. Fair enough. But that's, uh, that's what we've been up to, hustling and being efficient when we should be buying presents and hanging up. <laughs> But we did buy each other presents. We've just opened and used them already. Yes. More efficiency, less ornaments in this house. That's the motto. Yeah. Um, Maybe next year we'll have some ornaments and less efficiency. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? How many trees is too many trees in one house? Depends on the size of the house, I guess. So I guess any more than one is too many. Let's say you got like a decent five better. Better? Five better. Yeah. Five bedroom house, double Mm -hmm. garage. Mm Mm-hmm. One big entertainment room, maybe like a rumpus room or a sunroom at the back. Is We're it- talking like a tree in each of those living rooms. Too Can much? they be any size tree? Or do they have standard to be like a standard? Seven footers. I'd say standard seven footers. Um, I'd say one tree, but if you're in a McMansion, you'd probably have several trees. Right. But yeah, just say if you're in a five bedroom house, you probably have maybe like tabletop trees, like, you know, little like 30 centimeter ones floating about somewhere. Maybe an a- one made out of acorns. I was watching the news, which was a random event a couple of weeks ago, and they were. You know how the news does a report about some local business mm-hmm. and you're like, is this business paying to be in this news report or is it just like out of the goodwill of the news station to like yeah. run a five-minute segment? Like sponsoring or something. Yeah, I feel like it's sponsored, but they were talking about, well, I guess it's seasonal as well, talking about or, or showing the one of the local Sydney Christmas tree farms. Mm-hmm. There's actually one in the inner west, which is kind of weird considering the space, the space that's available. Unless they get them. Have a farm outside, and then they just have the like shop a, front there. Gotcha, yeah. Um, but yeah, they kind of wait all year to cash in on that one big mm. bust or boom of a month in terms mm. of Christmas trees because no one's buying those trees in March. Right. Um, but la- I think it was last year, it was either a flood or a, like too much water or something, which is generally caused by a flood, right? Oh, yeah, we had the, yeah, the little <laughs> Nina or whatever last uh, year. Which impacted the growth of the trees and they got stunted or diseased and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of crazy how vulnerable some businesses can be, especially when you're relying on that one big month to yeah. get you into the black for the year. Mm-hmm. And then every, like, one thing out of your control can go right Because you can't really, it's not like hydroponic vegetables where you can grow Christmas trees in one of those like portable, not portable, but like uh, dome-shaped greenhouses. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, susceptible to outside factors. It's kind of terrifying yeah. in any business. Oh, 100%, yeah, especially if you're a seasonal or like a holiday business or something like that. It would be very, very hard to – well, everything's riding on that pinnacle point. So, I don't know, wouldn't it be better off just to have something that's a little bit more spread out, like diversified and, you know, have a few contingency plans in place just, just in case if something happens? Yeah. Yeah, so just say if you have a Christmas tree farm – Maybe, you know, you sell like pine tree scents or something Ooh, like that. that's actually a good little side thing. Yeah, like all essential oils or something or candles or, you know, you'd have old pine tree. I don't know. Just things like that. Yeah. You have a little side business. You need something, yeah. Yeah. It's like 
I don't know if you if you uh, yeah, well, it's making use of the byproduct essentially. If yeah. you I don't know farmed animals and and you had your own slaughterhouse, which probably not very common thing. You mm-hmm. want to make sure that you're getting the most out of the product. Yes. Because you've spent so much time and money and resources getting that uh, main product to market. Mm-hmm. You want to use whatever's left over the rest of the carcass per se. Yeah. Well, could you imagine being like that marketing like firm or whatever, like, all right, guys, these guys sell Christmas trees, but let's see if we can uh, rebrand it so there can be an all year round thing. All right. Christmas Easter or like, tree, you know, pine tree Easter or something and then trying to get people to buy trees outside of Christmas. Well, at one point I was thinking about going around to coffee shops and getting all the coffee grounds because they just get thrown out all the time. Mm. I'm like, surely you can make like, you know how people, you see like these TikTok reels or whatever or just TikToks, people making like leather out of banana skin or mango skin. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel, or pineapple. I feel mm-hmm. like you could make something out of coffee grounds. I know you yeah. can put them into compost and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But there must be something you can make. I know people do like facial scrubs and body scrubs and stuff. Hmm. Uh, A coffee potpourri. Yeah. Potpourri. Because it still has, or I suppose when you're making coffee, you're extracting a lot of the oils and things. So you're Mm -hmm. probably removing a lot of the beneficial uh, components of the actual coffee Mm -hmm. grounds. So just uh, something to think about for People looking to hustle. Looking to hustle or, you know, have a, have a niche and need something have, else to do. Uh, mildly helpful hustle uh, information and news here. Oh. Um, speaking of coffee. Uh, yeah. And like what is coffee and drinks. Yeah, stimulants. Stimulants. Uh, some news from McDonald's this week. Some interesting news. So McDonald's is actually taking on Starbucks. So oh. obviously everyone knows McDonald's. They've actually come out with, uh, I guess, What's the word? I mean, I'm okay with business to a degree, mm-hmm. and then you get to like big business, and you don't know the words. Corporation, uh, like uh, just a, a plan, essentially, right? For the future, <laughs> yeah. future growth. How many stores they plan on building mm-hmm. in what regions and things like that? They're actually opening up a whole new type of business called Cosmic or Co- it's Cos MC mm-hmm. to take on Starbucks and try and dominate the beverage side of the business right because i know mcdonald's already have mccafe and that was actually i'm pretty sure started in australia and they did it did really well here because us aussies love our coffee and things that they're probably gonna was it just the mccafe but solo sort of thing and just turning that into a solo business in a way so this is called cosmics um you've already switched it over yeah um so mcdonald's starts testing cosmic a new small format beverage-led concept uh, they're starting at, I guess, in 2024. They've got a couple mm-hmm. of branches in Illinois that they're starting out with. Interesting. Um, designed to boost your mood into the stratosphere. So some marketing lingo for you. Yep. Cosmic's menu is rooted or routed in... Rooted? Rooted. Rooted, yes. Routed would have a U in it. Yes. Sure, just doing a spelling bee mid-sentence. <laughs> is rooted in... Beverage exploration with bold and unexpected flavor combinations, vibrant colors, and functional boosts. You'll see a range of specialty lemonades and teas, indulgent blended beverages, and cold coffee. So they have things like sour cherry energy slush, tropical spice aid, s'mores cold brew. So it's kind of tapping into, obviously, uh, different type of beverages. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants like iced coffee now. Yeah. Um, 
bubble is a bubble tea yeah bubble tea is massive massive like Mm -hmm. there's like four in this area and it's not like a i mean it's kind of predominantly the asian type of drink yeah in terms of the demographic Mm -hmm. there's not a huge uh contingent of asians necessarily in this area but people will still love it yes regardless um and things like nootropic drinks energy based drinks Mm -hmm. so they're kind of tapping into that so they're going to have you know slushies and a turmeric spiced latte and yeah well like the whole you know starbucks is always super famous for their pumpkin spice latte like their pumpkin yeah. seasonal one and so everything clearly taking a shot at starbucks which would mm-hmm. be the biggest competitor in this type of market interesting and then they have kind of more snacky type cafe right. type of foods mm-hmm. as well so it's not their main driver of business but if you're going to drink you might want a little croissant or something right mm-hmm. Um, so they have creamy avocado tomatilla sandwich, uh, spicy queso sandwich, mm-hmm. meat pops, pretzel bites. So classic kind of McDonald's stuff. So it is interesting. Uh, what, what would you compare it to? It's, it's just, just it's just it's Starbucks. Like a, it's like a it's just a breakfast cafe, breakfast cafe in a way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this is definitely American. They probably the food would change depending on the country that you go to. Yes, yeah, so no one's buying a, a pretzel bite in Australia. No, but if it was a ham and cheese toasty or a ham and cheese croissant, a hundred percent they would. Um, this is really interesting. Have they? And I don't know if you'd know this at all, but have they branched out or tried to start their own sort of like side restaurant e type thing before or is this kind no. of like the first restaurant, step in the mcdonald's universe this is the first thing outside of it i believe yeah. outside of like, traditional mcdonald's store obviously gotcha. they change their menu items from time mm-hmm. to time but in yeah. terms of building something in that mcdonald's universe that is a different store with a different mm-hmm. brand name entirely i believe this is the first time yeah and i know they've done like just pop-up stuff before i know in sydney they had just a fries pop-up store and you just get fries and that was it from there and yeah. i think they tried to do like a fancy like five-star restaurant pop-up thing before i think from memory they're just kind of little side adventures i think yeah. this is something that like a legitimate will compete and the- interesting we know that Starbucks, or we know because we live in Australia, Starbucks was not successful here. There's probably a couple left. Yeah. But it just didn't um, pop off. Pop off. Mm. It didn't play out like they had intended. I think we're more small mum and pop type of coffee shop. We love- coffee shop, and we're like more reliable. We're more loyal to them, rather. I'm not mm-hmm. picking the best words today. Even some of the franchise fr- franchises. Give me a second. You keep talking. Yeah. Now, so I know what you're saying. So, like Australia just loves because it's one of those ones you love going to your local cafe, saying hi to Steve or whatever or Marie behind the counter, and being like, "How's your day going?" We're not I just in get a my- rush that much where we have to like get in and out, drive no. through, especially with coffee. A lot of people on their lunch breaks want to go to a, a smaller mm-hmm. coffee store. Yeah, that's and- from my experience, but we don't necessarily live. In the city as yeah. well. It's more about people love the vibe. Like you love going to a unique cafe that has some sort of like weird decor and there's, I don't know, like a paper, you know, deer head on the on the wall and, you know, you've got, you know, someone's kids framed artwork or whatever it is and you've got like, I don't know, like Spanish cafe music playing in the background. It's just one of those ones where you go for a vibe, get a nice coffee before you go to work and a lot of people just love, everyone has their favorite coffee joint. Yeah. Like to go to. So, you know, you can go to your classics. You can get a Macca's coffee if you want to. Gloria Jeans is probably bigger than Starbucks. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I think, yeah, definitely. This Australia would be loves a drive through thing as well. And oh. uh, I don't know if Starbucks has drive through in the States or not. Someone can probably confirm or deny that in the comments. Um, they do. Yeah, I've seen but it. Be, a- not, it's not their primary type of store. Like when you're, you want to start a 
be a franchisee mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I, want, I want to invest and start my own one, mm-hmm. I don't think the default business model um, for the Starbucks restaurant would be to have a drive-through version. No, it's not. It's just like how there's only a handful of um, like subway drive-through places. It's just it's just not originally designed as drive-through. If the area or the location allows for it, but I don't think it's mm-hmm. primarily for that. Whereas I believe this Cosmics mm-hmm. would probably that that'd be the way that would go. A oh, hundred percent. Like that's all. Like every time you go to McDonald's, you know it's a drive-through, and it's just that. Conve- I think it's they're probably going to play into that convenience part. So the cosmic name actually comes from an eighties ad. Ronald McDonald and friends in the oh story of Cosmic. One day, a strange object landed in McDonald's land. Look, a silver flower pot. Oh, that's no flower pot, Grimace. Who's there? Hi, nowhere, people. Cosmic here. I popped in from outer space on a trade mission. Oh trade? Okay, I'll take this. So it's going to be like their new character that's going to oh, run that, that kind of okay, business. Gotcha. I believe that's the kind of way they're going, as opposed to what a McDonald's, the face of McDonald's. Gotcha. I've got the McDonald's cheeseburgers, fries, and shakes. All right. I wonder. So let's play out. What was Ronald to do? Yeah. It's a long ad. Because I wonder, because the Grimace drink was went viral this year, and I think I remember well, reading. Yeah, it's like the one of the biggest trends on YouTube. A hundred percent. Yeah. So I wonder if because the Grimace drink did so well, yeah, they probably maybe they already had it already playing they in the background. I'd say it'd be something like this of this magnitude. It yeah. would have been in development for three or four years at least. Yeah. So like their pumpkin spice latte is going to be like their Grimace drink or something like that. They're going to have these limited edition style drinks that you can get certain times throughout the year. Yeah. So it's going to create that destination place to be like, I need to get this. I feel like they could be leaning into the characters um, pushing the brand a bit more because when right. we were younger, they used to use oh. a lot of these characters. You weren't a cool kid unless if you had a McDonald's birthday party and you had the characters, you'd get the yeah. party bags. But I felt like yeah. for a good decade or two, the actual uh, there's a lot of controversy, con- controversy about Ronald McDonald, the character and stuff for a while or whatever conspiracies you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the characters were more prominent back in the day and it feels like they're kind of reviving them now mm-hmm. because it's easier to attach to like a, a character with a, a personality as opposed to just the logo at the front of the store. Yeah. Uh, that's very true because I think, yeah, in the 80s and when we were young, so probably early 90s, it was very much character-based to make it fun. For the but kids then, at least. Yeah, anyway. exactly. And then they sort of like branched out to more serious in the 2000s, you know, the whole McLovin campaign with like Justin Timberlake, I'm like, I'm loving it. So they went through that rebrand where they kind of got rid of the characters and more got celebrity endorsements and jingles and that kind of thing. Is this good for kids and promoting, if it's going to be like an outer space character, Mm. that's kind of the face or mascot of this cosmic brand, Mm -hmm. I guess they're kind of promoting sugary beverages to kids in a sense, which is pretty fucking horrible because- we already know that's a gigantic problem. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as soon as I saw these drinks, I'm like, how some much of the drinks, sugar is they in look those? pretty bad. Yeah. Tasty, but uh, bad for, yeah. the, for the teeth and the, the gut. Mm-hmm. So that's some interesting news. Um, and one of the, the big topics I want to discuss this week is the, uh, I guess, the bombardment and the, the, the growth that is online shopping. There's going to be so much online shopping in 2024. I've seen just... Everywhere in the last two weeks, it's kind of it's becoming clear that 2024 is going to be gigantic for online e-commerce. There's a couple mm-hmm. of articles that came out recently about TikTok in particular. Uh, one of them here, uh, I think it was from this week. Oh, this is on TechCrunch yeah, from a couple of days ago. So TikTok becomes the first non-game app 
to reach ten billion Oof. in consumer spending. Interesting. So, uh, there's a graph here that shows um, the number of months it took to reach ten billion in global consumer spend, and it's for things like Candy Crush and Clash of Cans Clans, mm-hmm. where you're paying for extra lives or tokens or in-game purchases, yeah. and TikTok is kind of right in the middle in terms of it's competing with games mm-hmm. where there's... In-app purchases. Yeah, well, and- every, every day you might want to buy some new lives. So mm-hmm. it's very, very replenishable, whereas with TikTok, it's purely driven by, mostly in China at the moment, mm-hmm. by e-commerce sales. Yeah. And they're not really repeatable sales. You're not going to go on there and do your groceries every day. Mm-hmm. They're more one-off purchases of some makeup products or some clothing or things of that nature, things that aren't repeatable every week. Mm-hmm. So to make that much money um, with the, via the TikTok app compared to things that can essentially, essentially be purchased every single day mm-hmm. in a gaming app is pretty extraordinary. And I think there's going to be a lot more talk and interest in this area going forward in terms of buying things via a live shopping experience. Interesting, because I know uh, it's probably 10, 15 episodes ago where we talked about TikTok introducing that shopping feature. Yes. When we were talking about like Shopify and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So it's, I guess, good for them that it's going really well. I mean, um, they're pretty good a small percentage, but it's oh, not like course. the money's essentially going to brands and creators. Mm-hmm. It's not going to TikTok. They yep. might have a, a, I imagine there's probably a percentage they're mm. taking. And that ties into the whole live thing, 50%. right? They're keeping them on the, their platform for longer, keeping people engaged, keeping people watching. Yeah. Interesting. That's a lot of money, man. Um, and then there's another app here. This is for non-game apps. So cumulative global consumer spend for top apps. Mm-hmm. So TikTok uh, essentially makes more than uh, Tinder. So everyone pays for, the, ah. for Tinder, I guess, plus or whatever it would be called. Right to get more swipes, whatever, okay. YouTube, Disney. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crushing them all. And, again, this is largely driven by the Chinese market. Yeah. But it, if it's a very convenient way of purchasing, it's going to inevitably roll into more westernized countries. Oh, 100%. Like, usually, whether it's China, Japan, Korea, like, all these kind of places, they kind of set the digital trend, right? They're the ones that sort of – it's sort of that's kind of like the digital, digital trend kind of influences, like, also influences like the rest of the world. So yeah, if it's super popular in China, it's not going to be long until it's over here in the the good old Australia land. So um, one article I also found to sort of back up that that idea is Tupperware Australia are making live shopping work. Uh, In a vertical video with a fully stocked kitchen, a woman named Tash welcomes viewers before showing off Tupperware's silicon baking modes. Down in the chat, Tupperware staff answer questions and promote a 10% off code that will work site-wide. Uh, it was the first live shopping event for the Tupperware Australia brand, and 68% of the hundreds of viewers wound up converting. That's a huge percentage. Big conversion rate. That's massive. So this, I can see it taking over sales. We've both worked in sales before. Yes. Where you're essentially dealing one salesperson to mm-hmm. one customer, yeah. one-on-one experience. This allows you to tap into hundreds, if not thousands, depending on your reach and your brand and mm-hmm. the type of things you're selling, to sell to hundreds of people mm-hmm. at exactly the same time with no extra effort. Yeah. So 
if you have a customer in a, a sales floor in a, a traditional brick and mortar business, mm-hmm. to have 10 customers, you have to go one to one to one to one, mm-hmm. hopefully converting all of them. Yeah. And you're not facing rejection, having the emotions tied up of being rejected by the second or third or fourth buyer mm-hmm. to then close on the fifth or sixth. You have the ability to like reach as many people as the app or whatever program you're uh, using to sell in mm-hmm. is currently there and you're not facing the rejection side. It's literally just a number going up and down, which is kind of negligible compared to human interaction and human um, rejection in terms of making that sales pitch. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, this is very interesting. It's also interesting that Tupperware sort of did it or they're talking about it, maybe because, you know, Tupperware was the old school, you know, the women of the household used to go to other households and do like sales presentations. That's what this is saying. It's kind of like that. uh, Tupperware was known for having like those in-home little get-together parties. Yeah, same as like Avon, which was a, like a makeup one. You'd go to people's houses or re- let them read the magazine and they'll order on there. But also don't forget like the shopping channels, right? People used to watch the shopping channels late at night. This is exactly what it's going to do. Yeah, because- But with the transaction built in, the friction removed, you don't have to call yeah. a 1-800 number. Mm-hmm. You don't have to quote some code to get the better discount. Yeah, you're already on your phone. You already have your digital wallet attached. Mm-hmm. And- your this is for a brand, but if it's mm-hmm. more of a, a personal brand or influencer, you've got a more of a connection there mm-hmm. as opposed to Joni at 2 a.m. in the morning on a live shopping channel mm-hmm. who you don't know anything about her life, you don't su- agree with agree with what she believes, the kind of, um, you know, political or cultural things that she agrees with. There's no – this is is so different to that model. It's using all those kind of ideas from the past but making it – Modern. Modern. Yeah. Um, with arguably uh, apps like TikTok that people don't necessarily agree with, but mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy from a business perspective. You've got stuff to sell mm-hmm. and you can reach, like it's saying here, the brand has 17,000 TikTok followers and you can even get 1% of them in at the same time and then convert a 50, 60, 70% of those people mm-hmm. and you have a your staff members in there dropping codes or answering questions as you're just showing off the item. This is going to be kind of bonkers. And it's it's easy to say that, but it's also like obviously the financial economic times that we're going through aren't the Mm -hmm. most stable. So there might not be that much discretionary spending available, but having the option to use Mm -hmm. this as a a sales um, platform kind of bonkers because there's nothing really out there like it there is whatnot but it's more of a pop culture collector's market yes it's not an everyday consumer based item type 100%. of market for kitchen or cooking or clothing mm-hmm. very different to the whatnot model oh 100 and whatnot's like a lot of secondhand stuff where this is like brand new goods that people are advertising and i can sort of see this will be like almost a new wave of like brand influences because you have your instagram ones where they would post themselves with a picture and stuff but here you have actual salespeople selling to you and talking to you about the features and benefits and being like, use this code. So for those that have seen the shopping channel, like, you know, you know, been up past 11 o'clock and they've got the shopping channel and they're showing jewelry or even like midday ones where they're showing, you know, a, a dress that you can get that converts into pants. I don't know, you know, those weird kind of like stuff. This is what it's about. I know we, um, a couple of episodes back when we talked about the Shark Tank one, that's how one of the um, contestants her product boom. She had a like an ice like face holder thingy. I'm not explaining it very well. well it's, a, it's an like a like an ice facial, a, sil- a silicon uh, I guess handle Mold? that you put mm. 
ice in so you can apply the ice to your face. Yeah, and she Simple purely, product, but like she made it gigantic and through built TikTok. that brand through TikTok. Exactly. But then comparing that to the live shopping, traditional late night shopping, you don't know what is coming up. Are they going mm-hmm. to, like you said, they're going to sell jewelry? Are they going to sell massage chairs? Mm-hmm. Here at least you know yep. or have some indication of what's being presented to you. Because mm-hmm. can you imagine how much money was spent on just shit you didn't need on live shopping channels? Oh, 100%. yeah, I'll buy that knife set. Yeah, I'll buy that Disney uh, water globe thing, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. now you can actually you know, have pick and choose who you're watching mm-hmm. and kind of have an idea of this person sells clothing, this person sells jewellery, this person sells this. Homewares, yeah. So it's it's going to be super, super interesting and – We've talked about this before. We sell on eBay and the benefit of selling on eBay for the type of things that we sell compared to running your own store is you're going to where the market already is. You're not trying – you don't have to spend all these marketing dollars to find your audience or your your customer base. They're already on the platform. So you remove that marketing aspect. It's a huge expense for a lot of businesses. Mm -hmm. The same goes for TikTok now. The people are already on there. Mm-hmm. You just got to get them to find you. It's not like you have to build your own app to sell your own product. You don't have to build Nike app to sell your Nike shoes. No, you just collab with someone that, or just like, just say you love a particular brand and be like, yeah, I'd love to collab with you. Let's do a shopping live. Oh, that's an entire different market. Yeah, mm. even the affiliate market and selling things on behalf of someone else. But if yeah. you have your own products to sell, yeah, true, true, true. You don't have to go and build a Shopify. You can have that as a support. Avenue, mm-hmm. this might even, it's probably links to Shopify, so I might not be, I might be speaking out of turn. But the crazy thing is, it's going to be everywhere in 2024. I know in 2020, when we're going through lockdown, I was spending a lot of time on Instagram lives mm-hmm. watching people sell vintage t shirts. But there was always the friction point of getting the PayPal address, mm-hmm. making sure you're not getting sent dodgy items, making sure the item's coming to you, mm-hmm. making sure there's no returns. This way it's all built in so you don't have to take the extra five steps of communicating with the buyer just mm-hmm. to make the transaction happen. Transaction is going to happen directly in the feed. Yes. So cool. And this is – and you kind of can talk to them and ask them questions in real time, whereas, again, like the late night shopping, you couldn't ask questions. You couldn't really engage. But here you can engage in the chat, be like, oh, tell me a little bit more about this. What's a feature? What size? Yeah. Yeah. Or if you can't and you have the staff to get in the chat, like um, – The Tupperware one. Tupperware done. Mm. Then – it, uh, it just it removes so much congestion. Yeah. And it's almost, I guess, because so many people are used to like that phone format. So many people are used to seeing um, content creators live. So then seeing them sell something as well, it creates that extra trusting barrier. So you have a higher chance of being able to sell or convert people into buying something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems a little bit more, um, I get less distance. So. You know, they always talk about, you know, in selling what you do is you build rapport, you learn about the customer, and then you build like a solution based on that customer. Yeah. But because you already mess with that particular person. Yeah. If they got potentially dozens, if not hundreds of pieces of content where they're mm-hmm. not selling you something. Yep. Too few to latch on. That was, I think it's in one of the books we read about, I guess, like building brands and stuff. Seven hours mm-hmm. of like, contact and you it feels like you know someone like if you're dating someone new mm-hmm. you want to take them to two or three locations in the one day because it feels like you've known them longer as opposed to just going to 
one movie and then coming home. Right. And you go to a movie and then dinner and then coffee. Because you've been to three or four locations. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like there's more, although it's the same amount of time, is there's more memories associated and it just feels like you're with them longer when it's not actually the truth mm-hmm. or in reality. And it, the same goes for content. You can do a seven-hour live stream, but if it's a bit different to watching seven hours of different videos or content from the same person, it, it makes you as connect with them more as opposed to like the one experience. I'm not kind of tying it into this. If there's someone trying to sell something and you've got 40 pieces of content that aren't trying to sell you something, it makes you feel like you know them way more as opposed to they're just popping up for the first time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that made sense. but It does, yeah. It's just, it's just eliminating that kind of do I buy, so, don't I buy. Yeah, just yeah. building rapport. Mm-hmm. Like way, way, way in advance of the actual sale. It's yeah. like the Gary Vee thing is like jab, 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 right hook. It's like yeah. give, 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 and then you then do your live stream. Then ask for the sale. Yeah. So this is interesting. And another aspect to this is uh, it's kind of big in China right now is uh, if you can't actually be present during the live stream to sell your product, a lot mm-hmm. of people will potentially be using digital avatars. We talked about Kiss last week mm-hmm. and like uh, AI and things like that you might be able to have multiple streams going with digital avatars that are doing the selling on your behalf. Right. So Tencent has launched, Tencent owns um, TikTok, mm-hmm. has launched a product that only needs a three-minute video of a user along with 100 spoken sentences to build a virtual avatar. Um, the, the platform that lets people create simple promotional videos with a virtual human spokesperson. Some companies are also combining ChatGPT uh, with live streaming, mm-hmm. um, so you can basically, with a, a small amount of data and different phrases and things like that, mm-hmm. get your virtual human live streaming and selling on your behalf. Interesting. So you could be snoozing and then making money while you sleep. Yes. Wow. Okay. If you have the, you need to, need to be able to have a product to sell. Yes. But. You know, like there's all this talk of deep fake coming in and in a couple of years, we're not going to know real from fake anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you can have some digital avatar selling your product, I don't know how that would work because you wouldn't really be able to hold it necessarily. But potentially right. I'm just thinking more of a salesperson spruiking mm-hmm. the features and benefits of the item. Yeah. it's You could just have it on autopilot. We'd all, mm-hmm. we'd all love to make money in our sleep. This is potentially the most extreme way. Yeah in an aggressive sales mode, but you don't have to be there. Mm-hmm. So, again, removing that uh, the pain point of getting knocked back and rejected by customers yeah. by going live, but you don't have to be live now. Your avatar can be there for you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be kind of crazy. Then you add in elements like uh, metaverse. Mm-hmm. I mean, ChatGPT can do amazing things now. You can train it to, you know, sell an item for you and have all these uh, responses about questions. Mm-hmm. This could be a crazy way of shopping in the next five years. I think initially you'll see this with digital products, things like courses or applications, and then it'll be trying to figure out how to roll it into the more physical product in mm-hmm. terms of having a, an avatar represent your brand and product. Yeah, it's almost like, uh, you know how they say AI is coming for different industries, now they're going to be coming for the sales industry. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting times. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it- I'm sure there'll be a lot of skepticism at first, mm-hmm. same with any new technology like that. Um, 
but but why not? Like, yeah. What's what's the hesitation? You can't things like groceries would be a bit different. You don't want someone trying to sell you, or maybe you do want apples. to sell you the apples and the cheapest. Mm-hmm. Um, like be able to compare rates in terms of how much per kilogram you're paying for a particular item. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just like the beginning steps, right? You can sort of see where this is evolving. I know ages ago we're talking about, you know, shopping straight from YouTube. Yes. And, you know, just being able to do a link straight to your phone or doing it that way while you're just sitting down on the couch. Well, there's a a button at the bottom that people can link to their Shopify store. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, the benefit is you – or the downside of that compared to the TikTok version is you're not in there pushing for the sale, pushing, promoting, promoting, promoting. You're just hoping for a click. Mm-hmm. And you're probably not going to get that click on YouTube unless you're asking for it or you just have so much point of of uh, resonance with your audience that they feel compelled to click that button, mm-hmm. whereas here you can't, you're more aggressive about it. Yeah. Um, this is and, just the next step in yeah. e-commerce. Well, I think, this yeah. is the thing. E- eBay kind of have to get on board. Mm. They really have to like get on board. There probably are talks about it um, in terms of live shopping, whether mm-hmm. or not eBay sellers want to do that. The thing with TikTok is – it's probably branded influencer-led and it will yeah. be for a long time, whereas people on eBay, the sellers, might not necessarily be comfortable playing that role, mm-hmm. whereas on TikTok that you're already producing content, you're already putting your face on the internet. Yeah, you're, so you're comfortable. Already comfortable. Yeah. So it could be two different worlds and eBay might mm-hmm. not even be, want to get involved yeah. because they just want to have traditional model mm-hmm. because their sellers don't want to play that game. But if they do make that available and you are an eBay seller like we are and I guess we put our face on the internet, mm-hmm. then you're going to get a leg up potentially Yeah. compared to the people that are just on eBay and don't want to take the extra step or put themselves out there as a seller. Mm-hmm. So uh, it could be a big opportunity for us yeah. because we know that Whatnot's probably not going to come to Australia anytime soon mm-hmm. um, just because there's no one really – wanting to buy on there from my experience in Australia. I think but if they're already on an established app like TikTok, yes. again, friction, friction, mm-hmm. fr- there's no friction there. I'd say before COVID, Australia was very, very behind with wanting to shop online. People still preferred to go in stores, but because of COVID, it forced them to shop more online. So I think now that Australians are more comfortable, because it's massive in America, right? And obviously in China and places like that, people are so used to shopping online mm. that I think now it's just going to grow faster people are so much more used to it you know whether it's like qr codes just you know using your phone to make purchases and all that kind of stuff i think now it's going to grow quite quickly and that's how all new tech sort of happens right it gets introduced and then you see this big spike on like how it gets used so i think it's just going to be massive in the next you know four years uh, yeah, it depends on what the ask is. If the ask is, we want you to download this new app you've never heard of to buy things online, mm-hmm. you're asking for three or four things. You're asking to trust the new app. Mm-hmm. You're ask, asking to trust the new selling platform or sale, like selling technique, mm-hmm. whereas you're just adding a feature onto something that everyone has in their phone already anyway. Exactly, yeah. So. It's the barrier to entry, right? They're just making it as simple and as easy as possible. And again, if you mess with that person, if you like that person, you like the content that they do and just say it's someone that does, I don't know, home decor and stuff like that and they're like, oh, here's a new um, cleaning product or whatever they use in my home, they're like, oh, mad, you know, I like them. I like what they're about. All right, I'll trust. I'll try this cleaning product off them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up there, guys. Uh, I mean, 
and get ready for 2024. We'll yeah, be back next week for a special Christmas episode. And mm-hmm. then right after that, we're into 2024. It's and AI right will probably be taking over the entire thing yeah. by then. I mean, your shirt's a bit AI-ish if you if you have a look. What's kind, kind of, of a... Robotic sort of hippie. Transcendental. Yeah. Fair enough. Transcendental. Is that a word? Okay. Right, we'll find out. Bye, everyone. <laughs>